Omen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to dive into where it's meant from, where did he started, where is his story. I know that a lot of my audience um, listen to the podcast, and the main thing they're looking for is that inspirational story, what he did, how he did it, and how I can relate to it, and, and what can I do with this information. So I'd love to, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I know you're an extremely busy individual, and just by being here, thank you for the bottom of my heart. So thank of you, and welcome. Tell me out. about you. Tell me a little bit about men. Uh, well, I'm Vietnamese. I uh, came here from Vietnam after I was born. Uh, three months later, we, you know, left Vietnam as refugees, came to the United States. Uh, we went on a fisherman's boat, an anchovy boat, and it, and it actually got shipped, like, you know, went down, but a U.S. naval ship picked us up, and that's how, you know, I came to the United States. Mm-hmm. kind of like the story of Moses where, you know, you get, you were saved and preserved, and you went down the little water, you know, you went down the, the stream, and you you survived. So from Vietnam, been in America, got in the mortgage business in 2003, uh, started as a, uh, you know, telemarketer. I took calls in, but we used to, we used to fax blast back then when it was legal, Um, my boss would do it. And I sat in the market from 2003 up until today when the market crashed in 08, I moved back home with my parents, you know, put my tail between my legs, like most people and rebuilt again, you know? So I've kind of made it, lost it so many times. And every time I have made it through the industry, I kind of pick up a little bit more and a little bit more. And hopefully this is my last time where, you know, I, I lost a lot in 2017 when the market did not turn. I just, you know, you know, I had a bunch of loan officers that worked for me that, you know, we were funding about 68, 70 million. I was making 75 basis points. So if you know the numbers, it was pretty good money. <laughs> pretty good one money by one, <laughs> each person was recruited to go to another company. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happened, instead of continually adding on more loan officers and going through this vicious cycle for myself, uh, mm-hmm. I decided to, you know, do social media because I never want to put myself in a position where I'm not in control again. And Very I think cool. I do have a series that I talk about uh, mm-hmm. a successful real estate career. And okay. one um, important factor or factor is uh, having, I call it your hose, no, your watering hose, like how mm-hmm. do you get your business? And mm-hmm. I don't think myself, a lot of people who are in this vicious mortgage or real estate cycle that we ever established in the beginning of our careers is like, how am I going to get business and can I do it consistently? And because I didn't establish that for the past 20 years, I didn't get, I couldn't have consistency. And of course I went through vicious cycles over and over again. So what's a mortgage, of course, social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, Facebook, is my hose that's watering my business that's allowing me to get to where I'm at. And as the market is shifting, it is a little bit tougher, but overall it's not as tough for me because I have such a well-established hose to keep feeding my engine. Absolutely. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I do want to tap back into the beginning. So you came in when you're a baby, what was the like growing up? There's any struggles you faced family. What was that like? Tell me a little bit about the beginnings of men when he came in, started school, family? Do you have siblings? Tell me about, about the beginnings of, of you being here in the U.S. Uh, when I came here, uh, English was not my first language. It's my second language. So okay. I still have a lot of problems with my grammar and uh, sentence structuring. So, you know, my, my team helped me out a lot of that when I uh, talk on social. Uh, so I had to learn, uh, uh, Eng- I had to learn, uh, I mean, I had to learn English 
when I came here since my mom mm -hmm. spoke mostly Vietnamese and my grandma, my uncle, who pretty much raised me growing up, uh, raised me. Uh, my mom remarried when I was uh, six. My dad was kind of a bad man in Vietnam. Uh, so my okay. mom didn't really want me to know who he was. So mm -hmm. growing up fatherless, you know, the father I did have, he did his best. But of course, as immigrants, he didn't take a lot of risk in life. So growing up, mm -hmm. you know, taking risks were scary for me, even till today, because we just didn't live that, 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 that lifestyle. So, you know, grow okay. up poor and, you know, learning to accept this is life for you. And, you know, it took a while to break out of that mold. I just, something in me was just rebellious. I just was a rebellious kid, even though I accepted this is life. This is what you get, you know, because mm -hmm. of what my parents saw on TV and what they were taught. They taught me the same thing, but there's something in me was, I just didn't want to buy into it. I knew like, Hey, right. this can't be life. So, you know, I got in a lot of trouble, not that much trouble, but enough from my parents, uh, from the school growing up. And, mm -hmm. but that rebellious, uh, personality allowed me to think outside the box. And I believe, Hey, you know, when I left into the mortgage, uh, industry in 2003, mm -hmm. I went to college. That's what I was going to ask you. So tell me about that. So what was your first job? For example, do you had a I worked regular at job? I Where? worked at Wiener Snitchels for oh four days. <laughs> I had a shirt that says America's number one wiener. Right. And I just, and I couldn't, and I quit because they promoted this girl. Like I, I joined the same time as this other girl, actually my mom's friend's daughter. We worked mm -hmm. at Wiener Snitchels together, but she got promoted she was a uh, more, you know, easier on the eyes when it came to the register, but I'm the one who fixed her till or her, her cash, like that she wasn't short to close or I was balancing us back when I was uh, 14, 15 years old. I'm balancing her, 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 her estimate. Like, Hey, you're off by such and such. Or Hey, let's you're make missing, it. You know? You're missing some money here. <laughs> yeah. You're missing money here. So I did all that for her, but she got promoted and I had to clean toilets. I'm like, dude, four days. I'm meant for something bigger than that. Yeah. Then my second job, I underwrote hazard insurance for okay. a company, right? Um, so right after I went from uh, from uh, Wiener Schnitzels to <laughs> hazard insurance right away. And of course, that company wasn't around that long. I was there for okay. a while. And then I you know, just went to school. And I, you know, when I went to college, I just started becoming more of that entrepreneur spirit. I had a vending machine business. Uh, when, the, when the stores, when the grocery stores went on strike, I had my own uh, organic fruits and vegetable business. So I've been okay. self-employed you know, for a long time. And of course in 2003, uh, near the end of uh, 2003, my buddy got a big paycheck and he's like, man, you got to come work with me. He, sh he faxed me when it was just e-fax. <laughs> he faxed me a copy of a check and it was for 40 something thousand. Like, Whoa, where did that check doing? come from? Were you in a car accident? Is that a, a claim? He's like, no, man, it's one, one month, month doing mortgages. I'm like, I quit. I dropped out of college. Savings to live on while I figured this out. Yeah. So in 2003, right. that's when you, that's when you came into the mortgage, but you touched yeah, on something very, very interesting. And I really want to point it out. It's you have it within you. Like you want to go ahead and do something bigger than just working for someone. And that is, that is something very, very important that we, that I would like to like and expand a little more because most people, again, come in with the family. Like you said, we have the mold where go get a job, go to, you know, go to college, get a job, work really hard, advance in your career and you'll, and you'll be okay. Right. But right. a lot of people like yourself, like, no, that's not enough. Um, I mean, just the fact that you started with the vending machines and then with the, you know, organic food and stuff. So you already had some of that entrepreneurship 
within yourself. What do you think that came from? I mean, what was it that made you be like that? You know what? At an early age, for some reason, I just understand debt to income ratio. Okay. So if you make X amount after you have taxes, this is all you have to live on. That's not enough. That's not enough. And that's you see the paychecks and you're like, no, they're yeah, taking like, too much ah, and there's not, not enough, enough left. You know, I saw people with college degrees struggling. I'm like, how are you struggling? Paying student loans, paying back debt that you took out when you were in college. I'm not saying that all debt is bad, but when I right. saw the system and you actually take a step out of the system and look at the system, I just saw it, see this hamster wheel. I'm like, I don't want to live this way. And I'm at that time in my life where I'm living at home with my parents. I don't have bills. If there's a time for me to strike, it's now. No. If I wait till I have kids or if I'm in a career full time that I cannot, you know, I give up, it's mm-hmm. hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, it's just harder. Um, yeah. I call it I call it bartender jobs. So when you're a bartender mm-hmm. or ballet or something that's a service job that you collect tips, right. you make more than enough than the average person who gets taxed, but not enough to get ahead in life. So once Very you're in that vicious cycle where you're making money. You, it doesn't have to be those careers, but let's say you're in this vicious cycle. You're making money. You have bills now. Every day you're working to pay that bill to get the next. It's like a life is like a Ponzi scheme, and one day inflation's moving so fast you can't catch up with it. Right. I, I just realized that at an early age. That's amazing because a lot of times, and again, people don't realize that until they're older, and then they use the excuse of it's too late. You know, like I'm already in my forties. I'm already in my 50s. What am I going to do? It's too late for me to even try that. So having that opportunity, was there anybody that you look up to? Was anybody that you saw doing? Obviously, your friend you mentioned, but was anybody else in your early years that you saw doing something similar or business-wise that you said, if he's doing it, maybe I should be able to do something like that? Any mentors? Anybody? Um, I think, like I said, my, my old boss, John Carlo, he was like four years younger than me. He was wow. a multimillionaire in his 20s. and okay. He didn't have a college degree, and I learned from his father, who was even more successful, but he's a super frugal guy, and they made it like they, – they were the first ones that I met that were legitimate, wealthy people that without a college degree, and the way they talked, they, there was a – I had a lack of – like grammar, lack of center structuring. You think uh, – sometimes you think like you need to be this specific person to make that money. Right. That you don't expect, hey, someone who's an immigrant or someone with a, a lower class of education can change their stars. And when I saw them, it was like, hey, these guys did it. And I, I remember there's a season where I saw satellite dishes. Um, the guy who I worked for with actually the re- I met my buddy Giancarlo there or my boss. He um he was working at a Marie Calendars. And then now he owns this huge sat direct TV business and he was killing it. The strong Christian man. He's like, you know what? Bank on God. You don't need to worry about if you work hard, you bank on God. You don't have to worry about the way you speak or what educational background you have. You can change your stars. So his name was Ron. And so, you know, seeing Doug, Ron, my buddy, John Carlos's dad, just hearing his story and John Carlos like, hey, you don't need all that. All you need is a will and a way to make it happen. And the right. second thing I learned from like all of them was like, cut your bills, humble yourself whatever bills you need to cut. You know, I learned recently there was a guy, he's a nurse, but he lives, but for him to be a nurse and mm-hmm. for him to afford to, and to, to, cause he didn't want to have uh, student loans. Uh-huh. He lived in his car. He lives in his car. He just upgraded to, um, uh, uh, like a, uh, like a caravan recently, but he uh-huh. lived in a mobile home. 
Or he lived in a car to mobile home to a little caravan now oh, because like, hey, I don't want to have student loans. So he's just he's knocking out school, and you can see his, his YouTube is up. So okay. you believe it, and you want it, you know, sacrifice and humble yourself if you really want to do it, and, and anyone can do what? it. That's amazing story. And see, this is what, what I, I wanna like about the podcast. I wanna I wanna see what that I came from because a lot of times we see you now and we see all the results and we see how popular you are and all these things, but we don't know where that came from. And, and it's very interesting. Most of the times when we look back, there was a point in our life, there was something that triggered us for us to say, Hey, what about if I do something different? What if I changed um, you know, the the path? What if I take the right instead of the left? Oh, you know, what do I take this, this, this angle instead of that one? So I appreciate you sharing that part because it's definitely, and I've seen it with me. I, I had mentors early on that really make me see life different. And that is the reason why we're here today. Um, so going back to 20, 2003, when you got into the mortgage, uh, let's step into that. What was it like for you? Like coming in, obviously you see this person making, killing it, making huge amounts of money for at that time. Um, and you coming in as a brand new, like you said, telemarketer, uh, what was that like? How do you of feel? Course we always look at the end of the rainbow. We never look at the journey to that, to the end. And when I got into it, I, like I said, I sold everything. I rode the bus from Anaheim to Irvine, which was like right? an hour and a half each direction. When I came home, I was so tired. I would fall asleep on the bus ride coming home. <laughs> I would have bus, to right? jump on the bus. I'm like, it wasn't the last bus ride. I had to walk all the way home. So it just taught me a lot about sacrificing that. You know, there is always a journey. There are the lucky ones, but most people are going to have to go through a journey. And I think people don't think about, hey, there's a journey to get there. Everyone right. sees like it's at the end of the rainbow, but they never see the journey. And I think that really taught me, hey, no matter what else I do in life, if I want something, oh, I am mentally expecting, I have the, uh, managing my expectation, there's a journey. It's probably going to suck and be hard. Right. Instead of going there, it's just seeing the seeing the light in the tunnel. But okay, there's a journey. There's a journey. Just like tell myself that to start embracing it. Right. And that's a beautiful part. I think when you embrace the journey and you learn that, okay, as I'm moving on through the process of this, I am learning. I am getting better. I am improving. I am feeding myself with, again, those positive thoughts, those good examples of people that have already done it. And I know that if they did it, I know if I be consistent enough, I could achieve their same results. And having that person next to you, showing you the results, obviously that is, and I always say, you know, once you see someone doing it, there's just you now that you need to work on uh, because the results are there. Somebody else already did it. There is a proven yeah. system that there's someone already making it happen. So now it's your turn to go out and make it happen for yourself. So if you were to go back and say, okay, man, you started in 20, 2003, it was hard at the beginning. Is there any idea of any advice that you will give to yourself um starting in the business knowing what you know today don't celebrate too early there you go i love don't that. celebrate too early you know when you start making your money first thing you know number one you got to do once you start making money understand taxes to get your tax right understand how you want understand how the tax system works right. and once you understand it then you know how to maximize the taxes i wish when I made money right away, I should have moved out as soon as like, you know what, mom, I made it again. I'm back on top, right? The morning <laughs> crash, I moved back out. Like I should have stayed home for five to seven years, understand the tax code, understand how to receive money when I get paid and buy rental properties instead of move out, go out again and have a normal life and celebrate it that, Hey, I made it again. I should, I wish I would have stayed home and you know, 
layer on investment properties and buy more properties so that you can withstand anything. Cause if you're at that time, I was at home, I had no bills. So as soon as we make money, we want to celebrate and like, get a nicer car, yes. get more clothes, get whatever it is. We all want to celebrate. And then yeah. we think, sometimes, Oh, I need to feel that I worked hard. I need to see my accomplishments. I'm like, mm -hmm. you gotta understand there's a journey. So don't celebrate too early because you're so early in your journey. You don't even know that you think right. because you got a little win, you're there. It's, it's yeah. years down the road. And if you understand that, then if you don't celebrate early and you know, there's a journey then you know how to manage your expectation because hard times will come. Right? Oh, always, always, always in the face. If, you know, that's when you will tell you know, man, I should have built stronger and harder and for longer foundation. I think the foundation and understanding where you're building, um, if you have a vision of where you're going, it'll give you again, the opportunity to determine, okay, am I going too fast? And like you said, I think obviously we have to make our mistakes too. Then that's a part that I think the journey comes into place. Like we are learning as we're going, but, um, thank you for giving, giving that piece of advice. I think it's definitely a very good one because most people, again, they make the money, they spend the money. What do they say? Young and dumb. You make all yeah, this money and you spend it all. Uh, yeah. And then as you get older, you realize like, oh, shoot, I should have done this early on. I should have put my money here. Uh, but investing. One of the things that I always tell my loan officers, even again, as I have new ones, they always said, um, learn again, money. Understand that you have to invest a portion of it to be able to have financial freedom. Correct. Correct. It was big for me in 2020, 2019, 2021, when every, when, you know, the, the guys who got a social way uh, at the same time I am, I think they're further on, but they're struggling right now because they celebrated and, and they didn't reinvest, you know, yes. and you know, me, we made money. We put it into, um, training people better. We put it into, you know, making our company a legitimate company, making like fine tuning it, putting money into ads mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to withstand the market. But during the time when everyone, like, 2020, think about it, 2020 rates dropped to two, 3%. Oh people my God. Were, yeah. People were celebrating, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they forgot about any journey. And yeah. you know, that was, I think the hardest thing for me was, uh, especially I had a lot up until 2017 and I lost it all. So when I started winning, Oh, to not to this time, not sell. No, I'm not celebrating. I'm just gonna keep my head down and keep pushing forward. Keep going, keep going, and that's and that's the part that I like about you. I think um you're one of those few people that I've seen where you're doing great, but you're so humble. You're always working and saying, "I'm staying, I'm staying on my line." You made a comment about a car uh, when we first uh, met one of the times, and and you said, "No, I'm keeping my what is it, Jeep?" You yeah, you I'm a Jeep. Correct, correct. So. <laughs> Uh, in 2000, tell me the and, story. Tell me the story about the car, and why do you think Jeep is so important that you stay with your Jeep? Tell me. So in 2011, when I got my Jeep, when I lost, we lost every like I built my career. I had a Jeep. All of a sudden, I went from no fundings, from barely any fundings, up until 68 million on my Jeep. Of course, when I got right. to 68 million, so in 2007, so in 2000, from 11 to 2014, 15, I got up to mm -hmm. 60 million. And then when I got 60 million, I went out, I got rid of my G. I'm like, you know what? I celebrated, right? I should have bought investment properties. I had a, uh, I had a, a boat, you know, a catamaran. <laughs> I had a Bentley. I had a Lamborghini and I had a Mercedes and a Porsche. I went from one Jeep to five toys. 
and I could have bought investment properties back then when it was so much cheaper, you know, and right. I celebrated. And of course, when times were tough, my Jeep didn't have payments to carry all the payments <laughs> and all that. And even when I sold some of it, it was like, I lost value. Like, oh my God, how did I lose value? And it, it was bad luck. And then when 2017 went around, I lost everything in 2018, I went and I got a Jeep again. And I got my Jeep March, 2018 when I sold my house. Right. Okay. I got a Jeep. Um, I had to put it under my, my, my mother's mother-in-law name, but as soon as I got that Jeep, May, 2018, my funny. social started taking off and I started <laughs> all my bills, to, like rapidly, my bills were being paid again. I'm getting cash flow again. So like, you know what? I am keeping a Jeep from now on. <laughs> and that part, real, that story really struck me. I'm like, wow, what a story about the Jeep and the cars and all of that. And sometimes, you know, again, we all have that part. We're like, you know what? If I can just stick with this, I know it's going to, it's going to keep me going. So thank you for sharing that. I know, I know I had to ask you about it because it was, it was very interesting and it really got me. Let me ask you one thing, personal. Um, how do you describe Mint? Uh, courageous, but scared at the same time. Okay. Um, you know, I, I live, I live, I, I am scared on the inside, but I'm more scared if I don't take that chance. Beauty so I'm courageous, but scared. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to sink. If I put my foot on that water, I could sink. <laughs> But I'll never. I'm more scared that if I do do it, and I and I find out that I did not sink. And you know what? That's beautiful because a lot of times I meet so many people where they have, and I see the potential, and I see, you know, all the possibilities, and um, they're not willing to take the risk. Yeah, they're not willing. My to FOMO take is stronger than my fear, but my fear is my FOMO. There we go. And you know what? At the end of the day, I've always said it's better to try it and say, "Hey, it didn't work out. I tried. I put all my in, and and it just didn't work out for me." But I think the regret of not trying or not giving yourself the opportunity to to try something it really um, goes goes with you. I listened recently to a podcast and they were saying, "What is it gonna be the day that you're laying in bed and it's your last day? What are you gonna look back and think of all the chances you didn't take, all the yeah. opportunities you didn't uh, took on? Because again, we're always gonna be um, again whether." excited or not excited about, you know, the results of what we did, but the biggest regret is going to be not taking the chances, not taking the risk of trying something else. Thank you for sharing that. Um, moving on to another question. And I know a lot of people, again, see you on social media and you're very active. Um, how does social media came about? Like it was just one day you woke up and said, Hey, I'm going to go try social media. Or how did that came in to be so, I mean, it is your, your thing. I mean, you, people know men, by yeah. social media. Uh, I think because everything else failed. Okay. So when everything else fails, you can either give up or keep searching for a different way. So in the beginning of 2017, that's when I saw like, hey, I'm losing everything. Okay. Okay. Let me start originating again. So mm -hmm. in January, February, 2018 is when I started originating again, but I did the same traditional marketing that most lenders do. I went to talk to real estate agents. I paid for Zillow. I had MSAs. I tried to reach out to my old book. I, you know, use my CRM. Um, yeah, I did everything possible. I just wasn't getting anywhere. It's a lot of like, man, things have changed. Or realtors, I'm not talking smack on them, but you know, realtors are not reliable. It's not a not a reliable hose, right? Mm -hmm. So anyone who's reliable is already partnered with the with an agent, been there for a long time, and it's to catch new blood is really hard. It's an anomaly to catch new blood. 
but not saying that it's not out there, but it, it's hard. So I was just like, man, something has to happen. I was on YouTube. There's this guy, Ty Lopez, who did that video about his Lamborghini. And what I learned through that video was paid advertising is really cheap right now. So okay. using paid advertising through social media is like buying into Apple before the iPhone was released. So of course I'm like, what's this social media thing? There was no lenders. Everyone was kind of trying, but no one was consistent. So I jumped okay. in and you know, I'm like, you know what? I can't keep pray, like hoping that each team, like out of my 60 million, one by one, each team started leaving, right? One mm-hmm. or two teams mm-hmm. left in 2016. And I, I was down to my last three teams and they were slowly okay. leaving because you know, these other companies were poaching them because they were doing like, if someone's doing 10 million consistently, you're going to get poached. And, Absolutely. you know, so surely, you know, surely, uh, you know, time came and they all started leaving and I started going all in on social and I put myself first and I don't even enjoy social. I do social because it pays the bills. Okay. And now I enjoy a little bit more, I think, because I'm in more control of my social. But back then I was not in that much control because I did it to get out of a bunch of debt I was in. Like, man, it's like when you're trying to pay bills, just get out there like, dude, it don't you don't bring the joy. Then I went to a lot of big corporations that controlled my social. So you feel like someone controlled how you are. And then mm-hmm. now I have a lot more control. So I enjoy it more now. But I did social back then because you might be good at it, but you didn't love it, but you had to pay all your bills. Right. And now I enjoy it, maybe because I don't have to. I'm not making all the money in the world yet, but soon, but because I don't have to think about the money anymore and I can do what right. I want because it's my, I, my, my page is more me now and the way we do our loans now, the company will like how we're doing it. So it's just a lot more freedom. Now, so I enjoy a lot more now, but yes, I didn't enjoy it for So We're going to be, um, so 2017 June was, so this was six years. So the first four years I did not enjoy it. Okay. And that's, a, and that's another thing, right? You do it because you have to do it. And it took you this long to get to the point where you're now enjoying it because now it's you. You don't have to follow no one else's script. You don't have to follow someone else's ideas. Now you're coming up with your own ideas and you're enjoying it. And it's it's now projecting your, even your personality. I feel like I, I, I see some of your stuff and I'm like, that's so men. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot. it's a lot different the last two years. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot more. I enjoy the social a lot more. That's awesome. Well, and, and if, if you can feel it now, um, as you're doing, obviously the business and you and you just made a comment about, you know, it's, it's coming, it's coming. I know you're working on a lot of um, projects that there again should be coming soon. Uh, what is the one thing you consider yourself so good at it? Like what is your superpower? I think my superpower showmanship showmanship yeah. is my superpower. So I learned that the product is not my superpower. Running a business is not my superpower. So now when I do business, I always have to find someone to run the business. Yes. For sure. So I know like when I, my expectation, if I do something, I have a partner. I don't do anything. So now when I do something with a partner, I know what type of partner to look for and how to manage right. my expectation and their expectation on what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. I know that whatever I do, I require a partner because my skill set is showmanship. I'm not organized and I don't know how to run a business because I tried it. And that's why I lost everything. So I know my strength Bingo. and my weakness. So and showmanship oh is where I thrive. So camera showmanship, of course, I've increasingly gotten better. So now it's public showmanship. So 
I look for places to speak now and I suck at it because I talk too fast. I don't enunciate correctly. There's no one editing my cuts. Um, you can't be as theatrical because the camera is right here. But when you're in public, <laughs> you got to walk with intentions, enunciate, control the volume. So my next step is my showmanship live. And that's where I'm kind of focused my, my strength right now is mastering my showmanship on camera and in person. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that because a lot of times, again, in business, people think you have to be good at every single aspect of it. And I've learned a long time ago too, that you have to surround yourself with the right people and you have to believe in partnerships and you have to create relationships. Uh, you can't do it all by yourself. And whoever said that that's true. I, I mean, I guarantee you any business we look at today, there's always somebody behind doing different things. And the person mm -hmm. who's running in the front is doing what he's good at. So I've always said, find your talents, find your gifts, find the way you're good at it. And you enjoy it too, because at the end of the day, I always said, if you're going to do something, it better be something you enjoy. Otherwise you're going to get burned out very, yeah. very quickly. And um, it's nothing worse that you do something just because you need the money. And we talked about that. I'm nothing wrong with it. We do have to do it sometimes, mm. but it comes a point in life where you have to enjoy what you do. Otherwise you're going to not enjoy life. It's not sustainable. Not if you don't enjoy it, it's not sustainable. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that I mean, I'm now passionate about my coaching and that's my, my thing in the podcast and bringing up the stories. I get so many, so much feedback. People are like, Oh my God, I love the, the, the way this person, you know, um, come out with his business. So was able to get successful at that business. So that's another thing that I'm enjoying nowadays. And obviously family talk to me about family. You you're such a, I, I love what you mentioned to me and I want you to bring it up here because you have your little one and I, he was, he was on it before you came on and I get to say hi to him. Uh, but he's, he's so cute. Tell me about the family, how you're doing with that. Good. My family's good. Like, you know, I'm my, my wife, she's uh she's Latina. She's from uh, Chihuahua. I love her to death. So she's like three years younger than me. She was my real estate agent when I was her lender. And then of course she went wow. from real estate and she was a loan processor before. So she was, my processor. And then I was her, you know, we were doing loans together. She was dating someone else. I remember in my thirties, I just wow. walked into my money. So it was not the right time to be dating me, you know? So she saw me through all my shenanigans. Uh, we, you know, we became really good friends first. Then we became, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. We had our son and life is, it's not perfect. We had our son first and oh, then gosh. we got married, you know, just being honest with you. Um, right, right. And then now, you know, she is my backbone. I love her. You know, if there is uh, a definition of forgiveness and patience, you would see her picture right there Aww, in the dictionary under beautiful. forgiveness and patience. So she was patient. She saw the man that I would become one day, not the man that I was and not the man that I, I am. I was at that moment. She saw he's going to be this person. And you know what? Because of how my parents are, I told you about, we live in a box of how society should be. She believed in me before I believed. So like, I was like, well, she was my friend. She believed in me. Every time I lose anything or I, I have my ups and downs, she believes. And she stands there with me. And I love her to death for that, you know? Um, and then my son, and your, is, son and your son is doing amazing. He seems like he, I've seen some of your TikToks or some of your reels, but he's part of your some of your videos and that's amazing. You get, you get him involved with you. Yeah. He wants to be a YouTuber. So we're, <laughs> you know, we went Working over what that. he wants to be. We talk about a lot. I, I talk to him all the time. Like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Okay. What are we doing to do that? If right. you change your mind, it's okay. You know, you're going to change your mind. We just keep pushing forward. 
I just want him to be I want him to feel that it's okay to dream for the stars and to reach I mean to reach for the stars and that whatever's impossible is possible. You know, whatever it has an idea, like, you can't do that. I don't like, oh, like, all right, you want to do that? Cool. This, this is how we're going to do it. If you want to do it, all right, cool. Then we need to do this. It's never, okay, well, let's stop and not dream. You know, like, okay, if you want to do this, let's, let's go for it. That's amazing. And that's great. That's how my life was with me. And, and the, the couple years she did that with me changed me. Imagine if I can feel that for my son for 18, 25 years, he can walk on water and he can walk through walls. Yes. And that's so important that we that we do that with our kids. Um, and thank you for sharing it. I have a 13-year-old now who wants to be an attorney, and she is like, I want to do this. And I'm putting her all these different places where she can be exposed to, again, see the possibilities. I think our job as parents comes to be, again, supportive and encourage them, but also put them in places where they can see the possibilities. And I think you've been, again, in the business and the social media probably are the biggest influence on him seeing you do what you do is, is he may be able to see that through through you maybe i don't know i'm just thought of that right now but that's amazing that he he thinks of you too look at that that'll be that'll be great another question that comes to mind um and as we're moving on through this what do you see yourself in five years uh hopefully in five years you know like i said the last two years i've fallen in love with social you know before that, I wasn't in love with social. Hopefully, uh, five years from now, I'm still doing social, but at different, you know, more, I think, mentorship. Um, okay. I feel like I've seen so many people fall on their face, and I've seen people get hustled and burn through so much money to figure out their life, and I feel like I have so much knowledge, you know, and like, like today, some guys like, Hey, Min, should I buy this one program or this other program? I'm not gonna say the name of the people, but one of the programs, I know it really well because I'm actually in the program. I don't know if I told you, I remember I told you the story. I'm in someone's program and I'm not even getting paid for it. I didn't know they even put me in their program because I did their video with them <laughs> and they were going to pay X amount for it. I'm like, don't do that. I'd rather have you take that money. Like he had 15 grand. I'm like, put five grand into figuring yeah. it out, learning or have someone train you and mm -hmm. use the other 10 grand to run ads on your own face to grow it. And then you'll have your own fate. You'll have your own book later on. Why put 15 grand in here when you're making them rich, but you're not going to get anything out of 15 grand. And I see these guys, these loner, like I know the answer and it sucks. It's like a lot of it are my peers charging people. Cause I think I'm the one guy, if you guys, I don't have a course, I'm going to make one, but I'm going to make it cheap because the money's not in the course. The money's in uh -huh. implementing it every day and actually budgeting your money. Like we talk about investing in yourself to grow your audience. And if you do that, and I see these guys paying $1,000 month courses, 20 grand courses, five grand courses. I'm like, man, like it's easy for right now. It eliminates my competition because they're putting so much money into courses and a lot of like, yeah, I think you should spend money on mentorship, but you should, there's a healthy balance. And I think eventually yeah. five years from now, I I'm in a better place. Like, cool. I see this for a distance you should do it this way. Hey, uh -huh. if you're going to make money like this, uh, this is where you should uh, invest your money or do this as you're still a lender and a realtor right now. So you can not be a lender realtor 20 years from now. Forever, so right? Yeah, forever. Exactly. Unless you want and to. I, and I, yeah. And, that, and that's the part I think we, we agree on. And you and I have the same idea of, you know, mentorship others, obviously. Uh, and like you said, there are courses, there are all these things available nowadays. And some of them are extremely expensive. 
Um, but at the end of the day, being able to get back and give some of the stuff that you already know that works um, and teach someone else is beautiful. You know, just being able to give back and, and you know, show possibilities. Because again, going back to believing in yourself, a lot of times they don't believe in themselves. And it's like you see the potential, you see the, the possibilities, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to navigate. Now you've been done, you know, you've done it yourself. Now you know what worked, what didn't work. And how can it be more effective? And again, I think you owe it to our community and you owe it to yourself to obviously at one point get back and, and be a mentor, you know, show other people how to do what you did. Uh, and that's, again, however you, you want to put it through, whether it's a course, whether it's a class, whether it's, I don't know, I'm sure it'll come to you mm -hmm. at, at the right time. So five years, that's what you see still doing social media. Um, obviously lending, it's beautiful. I think lending, it's been what I see myself doing my, again, for, for a few more years. I don't see it doing forever. I think, uh, investing is so important. Setting yourself with different sources of income is important. What advice do you give to our loan officers today? Somebody coming into the business. What do you tell them? Um, I think number one, understand how you want to get business. That will tell you what company to work at. Because okay. every company is going to have their own specialty. Yes. And once you figure it out, figure out how much you're going to make so you can figure out your, you know, your, your, uh, your rate of return. Mm -hmm. And then it's about the database. It's all about that. Whoever gets the most data will win. Whoever can engulf the most data will win. I, I think Perfect. that is the recipe right there. I, people, I get this question asked probably four or five times a day in the DM okay. is what the type of business you want, you're at the wrong company. And that's why you can't be successful because that company doesn't specialize in that. And then, okay, you like at your rate, you're charging way too much or your comp plan is way too high. Like mm -hmm. that means you, you, and you can't close consistent amount of business. Maybe you need to make some changes. So yeah, I see people go through that all the time. And I feel like if they understand those principles, they're going to be successful. There you go. And again, new loan officers, again, come into, I think for me, it's always been like, you know, sometimes they come in thinking, oh, it's easy money. And you said it at the beginning, and I really want to go back to that a little bit. Journey. Remember, we're all going to learn as we go, and there's stuff we're going to have to go through. And unfortunately, there are things that you're going to have to go through yourself in order for you to learn. Because even if we tell you, do this, do that, you're still going to have to make your own mistakes in order for you to learn what works for you. And not everybody yeah, is going to do this. Not everybody's going to use the same model. You know, everybody has different talents. Everybody has different ways mm -hmm. of doing business. Uh, for me, for example, is building relationships. I love connecting with people. I love the, the, you know, the human connection and it works really well for me. Not everybody's good at that, you know, and, yeah. and that's something we all need to learn at one point that, okay, here's, here's my strengths. There's my weaknesses. Let me figure out how to put this together where I'm able to utilize other people's um, talents to, to get my business um, running the, the, the proper way. Um, close enough. If there's anything you like to, um, give to our audience in terms of quote uh, I say take, take 30 days if you are a if you want to save yourself money and you want to have time to do the in uh, the, the, the in-person connection and do the social connection learn AI learn AI learn AI if you spend a month two months engulfing yourself in AI You'll create time efficiency to run your business the way you need to, especially the way how much uh, real estate is changing. That's my yeah. number one thing right now. Like learn AI. 
Beautiful set. So well, thank you, thank you again. Uh, I think it was it was good. It was easy. I wanted to just show who Min was, and I think we we were able to see that part today. I was able to take you back to the beginnings from Vietnam yeah. to where he's at today. I love your 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 story. Thank you so much for sharing it. I know so many people will get inspired by it, and I am so honored and and grateful to be able to get to know you and just share the space with you today. So. Thank you so much for, for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.